0: Good morning. Good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon and I'm 8 Watt here on a Thursday, January 18th. This is the New Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105 1 FM. Last night it was the Commonwealth Clash at John Paul Jones Arena for UVA men's hoops against the Hokies of Virginia Tech. And look, we talked about this yesterday. UVA, so, so good at home this season. Now, for the Hokies, Hunter Katorg did return from the concussion, but it was not enough. We'll talk ACC hoops with Mike Barber from the Richmond Times-Dispatch at 12.30. Mark Schofield to go around the NFL at 1.30. We're talking playoffs. What? Playoffs? And I've actually talked myself into believing in a few underdogs. We'll see how Mark feels about that. Plus... The VCU Rams return home for a matchup with St. Louis this Friday night. It's 2000's Decades Night at the Stew. Ed Nixon from the VCU Final Four squad will join us in studio today at 2 p.m. But there was a lot going on in the sports world last night, especially on an NBA Wednesday. And that's where we begin with the sports app. Here it is, everybody. The future staff scores.
1: Whoa, 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 are you serious? Wi-Fi 64 This one, this
0: one. Trade alert, trade alert, trade alert. NBA trade deadline less than a month away. We mentioned there was gonna be some movement. Possibly Zach Levine or DeJounte Murray going to team up with LeBron in LA. Well, the Pacers upgraded, acquiring all-star forward Pascal Siakam. From the Toronto Raptors in a trade that sends Bruce Brown, Jordan, Nawara, and three first-round picks to Toronto, Indiana Pacers president Kevin Pritchard said, We're incredibly excited to welcome Pascal to Indiana as a two-time All-NBA selection and two-time NBA All-Star. Pascal is a player that our organization has admired and respected. We feel that his unique offensive skill set will complement our style of play, while his defensive versatility will be a valuable asset to our team. So if you've been watching the Pacers, uh, they're getting incredible guard play from Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Mathurin. Down low, it's been Miles Turner, but they've been looking for power forward, small forward help, and it seems like Siakam is the perfect guy. He spent all eight of his NBA seasons in Toronto, Averaging 22.2 points per game, 6.3 rebounds, 4.9 assists, he kind of uh, was discovered in Toronto when they had Kawhi Leonard and they went to the finals and won the whole dang thing. Now the interesting part is Siakam's 29 and can be a free agent in July, making nearly 38 million. So I know he's excited to go to Toronto, uh, go from Toronto to Indiana and have a chance to compete for a title. But could this just be a one-year rental? We'll have to find out if they can restructure his contract. Sad story in the NBA yesterday. I couldn't believe this. I've never seen anything like this before. Sad story. Golden State Warriors assistant coach Dijon Milojevic passed away. He was a mentor to two-time NBA MVP Nikola Jokic, a former star player from Serbia. Uh, The entire Warriors staff was with him at the hospital in Salt Lake City. He passed away yesterday at just 46 years old. Their game Wednesday night was canceled. Their game Friday night canceled as well. As Steve Kerr released a statement saying, we're absolutely devastated by Dijon's sudden passing. This is shocking and a tragic blow for everyone associated with the Warriors and the incredibly difficult time for his family, friends, and all of us in this organization. Uh, It's so sad that he passed away, and uh, I know that this is a guy that was loved in the NBA community and in Europe as well. Uh, another news in the NBA yesterday came out, a report that Oklahoma City's Josh Giddy was cleared from an investigation. Now, we didn't talk about this much on the show, but there were reports that Giddy had slept with an underage woman, and uh, they tried to do an investigation. Nobody wanted to corroborate, and now because of that, Giddy was cleared. We mentioned DeJounte Murray. Could he be traded from the Atlanta Hawks? Well, there was a wild sequence at the end of this Magic Hawks game. Stubb, do you have this full sequence here? Because Paolo Banchero seemed to hit an incredible shot and tie the game, and then DeJounte Murray put the team on his back. Let's take a listen to the call.
1: Subs in the corner with 15. Magic need a three-ball to tie. What are they doing? Back out, it comes to Bancaro. Seven seconds. He lets it fly. And he hits it to tie the game. Paolo Bancaro with 8.4. Quint says play on. Murray, three seconds, two. DJ for the win. Got it! Yes!
0: DeJounte Murray hits an unbelievably tough jump shot to give the Hawks the win, 106-104. And I talked about this on Michael's show. Trey Young wanted the ball; he was calling for it three or four times. Stuff you watched that. it. I watched
2: it. Kind of makes me feel yeah.
0: like Trey Young's going to get traded.
2: Yeah, he didn't. I, I saw he didn't even go to the past the half court line after yeah. they didn't give it to he him. Was he, he was very upset.
0: Well, I mean, he's been the guy in Atlanta for since he was drafted. They brought in Dejounte Murray, and seems like they're going to roll with Murray for the foreseeable future. Uh, Pelicans and Hornets. Brandon Ingram with a triple-double, leaving the Pellies to a 132-112 to victory. Here's the call on WRNO in New Orleans.
1: As long as LaMelo Ball is on the court, they got a shot. Ingram, Euro's in. Righty layup is good. He's got 28 now. Still looking for that last assist.
0: And he would get that last assist, end up with a triple-double. Lastly here in the NBA, Trailblazers and Nets. Now we will... Dive into this game further later on in the show. DeAndre Ayton wasn't able to make it to the arena because he was snowed in at his house. Didn't matter. Anthony Sinans, Simon stepped up for the Blazers, hits this buzzer-beating shot to give the Blazers the win over the Nets. 105-103. Here's the call on Rip City Radio, 620 AM.
1: Ray Acosta holds on to the ball and
2: will give it to, Sp- to uh, Brogdon in front of Spencer Dinwiddie. From the near side, hash mark. Brogdon holds onto the ball. Bounce pass into Simons. Clock starts to run. Down to three. Simons takes off. He drives. He floats it up. And got it! With two tenths of a second left in the Blazers' lead!
0: Blazers win by two over to the NFL here on the Sports App. I think the biggest shocking news in the NFL yesterday was out of Dallas, Texas. Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy met for hours. Had a really productive conversation. Mike McCarthy will be back for a fifth season as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Three straight seasons of 12 wins was enough. Uh, I, I actually like the decision by Jerry Jones to not just fire him based on you know emotion. It was an emotional game. They lose to the Packers. Probably Dak's fault more than Mike McCarthy uh, so he he's back for another year as the Cowboys head coach. And I kind of think he confirmed that the issues offensively last year were Kellen Moore's fault because the offense was much better. Dak had a great touchdown to turnover ratio this year. Another great regular season for the Cowboys. I get it. They haven't had postseason success. But being a Commanders fan, I would take 12 wins. I understand yeah. why Mike McCarthy returns. Ravens. Got the week off. Now they're preparing to face off against C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Let's take a listen to quarterback Lamar Jackson on the prep for facing Houston.
2: Uh, no, I just went right to film from uh, the first time we played them, uh, and just watched film from throughout the season. Who they, you know, from other opponents um, the Texans have played, just went right to it. You no know, film study.
0: Film study for Lamar. He mentioned that game earlier this season. Ravens won 25 to nine, but. C.J. Stroud was just beginning his NBA career. And speaking of Stroud, here's what the Texans are up to preparing for the number one seed in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens.
2: Um, it's really just up to us to go out there and do our jobs. Um, and we, we we believe in ourselves and we, we trust in ourselves to to win games and, and hopefully win this game. You know, we, we have complete confidence in ourselves. So um, we're not really worried about what everybody else got to say.
0: We'll see if that's the upset that I'm picking this weekend when we go around the NFL on NFL Hits. Moving over to tennis. Talk a little Aussie Open here on the Sports App. A couple big dogs survive and advance to reach the third round. Carlos Alcaraz and Alexander Svevrev. How about Daniil Medvedev? I woke up this morning, and that match was still being played. I couldn't believe it. Right? The game started in the middle of the night. Daniil Medvedev loses the first two sets, comes back to win in five sets. 3-6, 6-7, 6-4, 7-6, 6-0 in the third longest men's singled match in Australian Open history. The time the match ended in Australia was 3.45 a.m. It was about 11.30 a.m. <laughs> here in America. Daniil Medvedev... In serious trouble, down two sets to love, comes back, survives, and advances. 12th-ranked American Taylor Fritz will play tonight at 9 p.m. 16th-ranked young American Ben Shelton has a difficult matchup against the 20th-ranked Frenchman Adrian Manorino. That'll be tonight as well. You guys know I'm a big tennis fan, so I've been watching the Australian Open. Um, Danielle Collins, the young American on the women's side, had... Iga Swiatek beaten. Swiatek comes back from behind, wins in three sets to advanced uh, last night. That was one of the biggest matchups of the night. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105, one FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105. 1FM. Stub, again, what's the name of this song? Because somebody tweeted me that it's getting stuck in their head. Lump by the Presidents of the United
3: States of America. I've
0: never heard of the Presidents of the United States of America. Michael Phillips, have you heard of them?
3: You've 100% heard one of their <laughs> songs. I, have I really? Peaches. Peaches. peaches Millions of peaches, peaches for me. Peaches come I in a can. I don't know They're this song. I, I know song. I know Justin oh, Bieber no, has he, a song, he Peaches. He right?
2: and I knew what he was talking oh, about. Oh, really? It's a great song. Bad was, Times by them is a favorite of mine as well. Oh, really? Yeah. You're in for POTUS. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we bring in Michael Phillips here for a little crosstalk on the fan.
2: If I could just have your attention.
3: It's crosstalk with Adam Epstein and Michael Phillips on the fan. It's like that 190s movie that everybody loved. What's the name of that movie? It's not crosstalk, but it sounds like crosstalk. It's crosstalk on the fan. Oh, face off with Travolta and Nick Cage. But this is crosstalk. MP, what's going on, man? You know, I love this part of the week, but not nearly as much as Stubb does. Yeah. My my guy's just bouncing in his chair over there. Absolutely. He's he's fired up. Every week on
0: this show, Michael Phillips and I have been canceling an NFL franchise. A canceled franchise means you're fired. Turn in your helmets, your pads, your season is done. We do not believe that your team has the ability to... To win the Super Bowl, and so each week we cancel a team, uh, whittling down to just a few. Now, Stubb, I know you have the list, uh, but Michael, what was the updated rules that we made for the playoffs? Remind me in the you audience. You can't
3: cancel a team that is no longer participating. So right. we, we both have, like last week, um, there were you know neither of us had canceled the Cowboys. We can't do that because they're not an active NFL team. You yes. can only cancel a team that is still participating. And the canceled teams from last week, stub. So, wait, what are you asking
0: me? Who, who, this is your team? moment. This <laughs> is your so moment. The canceled teams from last week, like stub. who has
2: been eliminated or no, who, like, did two who did you who did we
0: cancel last okay. week? Stuff. <laughs> am I is, is am I speaking English, I, Michael?
2: <laughs> Adam, you canceled the Buccaneers, and Michael canceled the Steelers.
3: Okay. I, yep. All right. So um, I'm I'm in trouble. My here. team. Your my team, team lost, your team won. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I won and you lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I'm not done at, because the Bucks have not won the Super Bowl. If the Bucs win the Super Bowl, I lose the competition. That is correct. Uh, I, I believe that we both have canceled teams that remain in the competition. Yeah. So uh, I've I've canceled the Bucks uh, much earlier in the season as part of my vendetta against the entire NFC South. Yeah. Which I have to reconsider now that Bill Belichick's going to Atlanta. Uh, and uh, I canceled the Packers prematurely as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you have the full list, stuff I do have the full list. Who would like to go first? Let's go with MP. Let's go with MP. Okay. MP, throughout the season, has canceled the Giants, Cardinals, Bears, Patriots, Panthers, Rams, Titans, Raiders, Buccaneers, Jets, Commanders, Chargers, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Vikings, Broncos, and Steelers.
3: There you go. I, I have, I mean... So Boxer seems like the only team still in it that you've canceled, right? Uh And the Packers. And the Packers, yeah. yeah. I mean... I'm counting on the Niners winning this weekend. Yeah. I, I do. I do feel like the Packers can't win the Super Bowl. If they win this weekend, obviously all bets are off. Because I, I think we can all agree the Buccaneers Lions winner is not unbeatable by any stretch. Yeah, yeah. That that's not a that's not a scary team. Uh, I I have both teams available in Chiefs Bills. I have both teams available in Texans Ravens, and I only have the Lions and the Niners in those games. Uh so I, you know, I think the best move here. Is to take from one of the games where I have both teams playing and try to identify a winner. I like it. Yeah, I, I think that you know, I I really wanted to take either the Chiefs or the Bills. Uh, I just couldn't feel good enough to do it. As you know, I have put the Ravens on upset watch. I am a huge fan of the Houston Texans, but I'm playing to win. And the, I like that. The people I, you play to win the game. Uh, the people in Vegas are much smarter than I am. Ravens are eight and a half point favorites this weekend, uh, so I, I had to do it. I had to turn in the card.
1: Touchdown, Houston! Another touchdown for the Texans!
3: You're fired.
1: See you later. I know, because you're fired. No, you're fired. And now it is my great pleasure to announce. You are fired!
3: Well, I guess it's time to say goodbye. Houston Texans, that's the pick. Uh, I don't love this. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't love this.
0: Well, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, though, with a first-year head coach and a first-year quarterback, but um, yeah, I do think they're going to be in this game against the Ravens. I absolutely think uh, it's going
2: to be a close game. Stubb, who have I canceled throughout this season? You, throughout the season, have canceled the Panthers, Bears, Broncos, Cardinals, Giants, Patriots, Packers, Texans, Rams, Saints, Commanders, Chargers, Jets, Titans, Steelers, Bengals, Raiders, and Buccaneers.
3: There's a lot of playoff teams in there. I don't <laughs> like that. You only have one game on the board where you have both teams available. Right. And that's Chiefs-Bills, which we can all agree is a bit of a toss-up game. Right, because I, I could see both those
0: teams winning the Super Bowl Completely or at least agreed. playing for the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm actually going to... I think I'm going to try to give myself a chance to have one team available next week in the NFC. And so, with that being said, I'm believing in a defensive coach and a quarterback who I said yesterday is a football savant. The pick is in.
1: Straight up the gut, to the end zone! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Oh, baby! You're fired. Which means you are done better pack
3: it up and get out of here get the hell out of here and i would like you to get the f- out of here. you're
0: fired because this was my only option if i believe the 49ers can make the
3: super bowl right yep. and so i i kind of didn't have much choice there i think the niners are huge favorites right now to make the super bowl i was really underwhelmed by jared goff in the second half last week lions it clung to victory much more so than, than claiming that victory.
0: Absolutely. So uh, I'm believing in the Bucks, the team that I eliminated last week to not just <laughs> win one playoff game, but to win two playoff games. Michael, what do you think is the best game this weekend?
3: Well, you got to go Chiefs Bills, right? And I, I do think it's going to be. Don't don't get your hopes up for a Big Twelve style. 45-40. to 40. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. Both these defenses are playing really good football right now. Uh, you know, Josh Allen had a good week against the Steelers. I don't think he's fully himself this year. Patrick Mahomes had a good week against the Dolphins. I don't think that offense is fully itself this year. I think this is two flawed superpowers here. Uh, I think it's a rare Defensive struggle between these two teams. Two teams did not play last week because they
0: got the bye. The number one seed in the AFC and the NFC, the Ravens and the Niners. Which of those two teams do you think struggles
3: the most? I do think it's the Ravens, man. I just maybe it's maybe it's because the the images of the Cowboys losing are so fresh in my mind, and Lamar's got that that Dak reputation right. the, the Ravens have. Historically, not performed well in the postseason. And uh, look, they they get a great draw here. Uh, obviously, not having to play the Chiefs, not having to play the Bills, uh, they should be hosting the AFC title game. But expectations can be a tough thing; they can really weigh you down. Uh, they're going to have a ton of expectations. Nobody gives the Texans a chance here. They're going to be come in playing loose. C.J. Stroud flinging it around. Uh, I I just I'm I'm really nervous about the Ravens. I I think the Packers. Are an ascending team. I, I like what I've seen from Jordan Love recently. The Niners are so good, though. Yeah, that is a machine. And in, like, even if Brock Purdy's not playing his best, or even if McCaffrey's not playing his best, they have so many weapons. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do
2: think
0: the Packers can can give him a game here. They're playing with house money. Yep. nobody expecting them to beat the the Cowboys. Jordan Love's playing well. The defense uh, is playing well. And you know, I saw a, a quote from someone that says, you know, the the hardest thing to prepare for is the idiot that you don't know what he's going to do they were talking about joe barry the defensive (laughs) coordinator for the green bay packers you don't know what he's going to call i think if you're a packers fan you're hoping you're facing a niners team from week six to week nine when they lost to the browns the vikings and the Bengals. those three weeks they didn't look good other than that, they looked like a Super Bowl contender.
3: Yeah, your potential downside here as a Packers fan is they've gone far enough. Maybe they can't fire Joe Barry anymore after yeah. this season ends because they definitely need to. <laughs> uh, that That is that is beyond any shadow of a doubt for me.
0: Absolutely. Michael, thanks so much for stopping by. I appreciate it. Always a good time. That was Crosstalk on the Fan with MP. You can check him out Monday through Friday from 10 to 12 noon. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. You're on the Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Shout out to Brian who tweeted us, you got to check out the weird owl version of the song Lump that we played last segment. So that was Gump, of course, it's a parody of Forrest Gump. One of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, I just love how they would weave in, you know, national events, you know, historic uh, elements and all of a sudden Forrest Gump would show up in the middle of it. So that's one of my favorite movies. That was a fun song to come back with here on the fans. So coming up on the show today, of course, every day at 1 p.m. is the Richmond Commander. We'll go through Ron Rivera's interview with ESPN's John Kime. Ron Rivera just stuck his foot in his mouth once again. I get it. He wanted to do some press work here to try to get himself another job, right? He said simply, I want to be a coach again. I'd be willing to just take a step back and be a defensive coordinator. But some of the things that he had to say about Sam Howell are very interesting. We'll break that down at 1 p.m. on the Richmond Commander. We'll go around the best games of the weekend on NFL Hits, and Mark Schofield will join us at 1.30. But joining us right now from the Richmond Times-Dispatch on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's Mike Barber. What's going on, Mike?
1: Not a whole lot. Good to talk to you. I'm actually on my way to Richmond to play a little pickleball.
0: I I love that, man. We've got to get out and and play together, man.
1: Yeah, I was sorry I couldn't join you for the tournament, but we'll 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 do it one of these days. Absolutely. So let's talk about the big game
0: last night in the Commonwealth, and of course, that was Virginia Tech at UVA. UVA wins sixty five to fifty seven. They're so much better defensively at home. What is that about, Mike?
1: Well, it's it's twofold. Number one, they're better at home because they shoot better. When they shoot better, they get back on defense. And yeah. even in the struggles this year, Virginia's been tough to score against. When they're a set five, when they get set in their five and they're in their pack line, that's a tough team to move the ball to find open shots. The problem for Virginia is they miss so many damn shots that it takes them out of their rhythm. They're, out of, and they're in scramble mode. You get down to the other end of the court, and the bottom line is when you're playing against four Virginia defenders or they're out of position, they're not particularly good. So they shoot the ball better at home. That allows them to get in position defensively. We saw that last night, but more importantly last night, we saw what this team is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. Jordan Minor playing the five, so they had a presence at the rim. Dante Harris as a second on-ball defender to pair with Reese Beekman so they weren't giving up penetration. This is really the roster and the style of play that Tony Bennett envisioned when he put this team together.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point. I mean, all season long I've been wondering, who's going to be that consistent third scorer outside of Beekman and Dunn? Is it going to be McNeely? Well, Last night it was minor. Uh, for the Hokies, they'd shot the ball so well from the three-point line. It was not the same at JPJ.
1: No, and again, that goes back to Reese Beekman uh, and to Dante Harris with their on-ball defense. Sean Padula had scored over 30 points his last two games out, 26 a time before that. He's the current ACC player of the week, and they were able to really get him out of rhythm. They held him to 18 points. Eight of those came in the final 330 of the game. Mm. So I think what you saw was Virginia was better on the perimeter, better at the rim, and, hey, they were able to play Lynn Kidd, Virginia Tech's very talented center, one on one a lot with Jordan Minor, even with Blake Buchanan, which you know no post trap meant you had a free defender to help more on the perimeter, stay in your rotations. how was the crowd last night I oh, thought the crowd was really good, a lot of energy there, there were a surprisingly high number of uh, empty seats in, in what I like to call the uh, the high price section <laughs> uh, but you know maybe people didn 't want to come out in the cold, but that no, was a great atmosphere, and, and again, Virginia has been outstanding at home, so if you 're uh, ticket-buying interest is having a good experience on game day. You know, Virginia fans are having a good time at APJ. It's just, it's the poor the poor souls who travel with them on the road who have struggled this year.
0: Going around the ACC with the ACC beat writer for the Richmond Times Dispatch, Mike Barber, on the Adid Mercer rug-cleaning hotline. I, I did watch Florida State-Miami last night. Uh, Jameer Watkins st- sky to the rim for a big jam, of course, former VCU product. But man, Florida State has so many athletes with so much potential. Like, you know, the announcers were obsessed with Miller, and they were talking about, you know, what kind of product he can become. And Florida State, 5-1 now in the ACC. I mean, surprising a lot of people, right?
1: Well, they got off to a terrible start. They're buried in the net rankings. And it's just going to be a question of how do people perceive this, right? Because the, the popular way to perceive this right now is, well, I guess Miami isn't that good because they got beat by Florida State. Instead of saying, hey, Florida State's only got one ACC loss, they're pretty darn good. That's the ACC's struggle right now, is to change that narrative. But, you know, Florida State is not a team anybody wants to play. You look at Virginia's remaining schedule, and they've got a trip to Tallahassee. By the time they play that game, that could be a quad one opponent because of how good uh, Florida State is playing right now. And, you know, it's been Leonard Hamilton's formula since he's been there, it was his formula when he was at Miami. They're a deep team, they're an athletic team, they're a big team, uh, and they wear you down. And, and I think, yes, it took them a little while to get going. They had the early losses, but I think Florida State is perfectly formidable going down the stretch here.
0: Number four, North Carolina improved to 6-0 in the ACC with an 86-70 victory over Louisville. Do, do they have a roster deep enough to make a Final Four run?
1: Oh, Absolutely. I think Carolina and Duke uh, have separated themselves in the ACC. I think both are Final Four caliber teams. Um, both of them have the size. When you think about Baycott pairing him with R.J. Davis at Carolina, that's a heck of a one-two punch. Uh, I think the same for Duke with Filipowski and Roach, and certainly those freshmen are going to come along and, and be more productive as the year goes. But Carolina's the class of the league. I was impressed with Louisville, and they weren't all that competitive. I think Louisville's improving and getting better, but I, I don't think anyone right now can touch Carolina other than Duke, and I think I know we make fun of ESPN for how much they hype Duke Carolina every year, but I think those are going to be uh, two pretty hellacious meetings.
0: The Hokies are trying to avoid three losses in a row when they travel to NC State Saturday for a 12-noon tip. It's always tough uh, playing those early games, especially on the road. What's it going to take for the Hokies to bounce back?
1: I think NC State is really good. I think they're in that next level, uh, right below. If you're a Virginia Tech, you need two things. You need Padula and Couture to score from the outside, and you need Lynn Kidd to be that presence on the inside. Uh, Last night against Virginia, Virginia was able to take Lynn Kidd away, made Virginia Tech very one-dimensional. NC State with DJ Burns probably is going to have a similar impact. Uh, They're a great defensive team under Kevin Keats, Casey Morsell, the Virginia transfer, and they've got other really good perimeter defenders there at State. I think it's a tough matchup for the Hokies. I, I don't like Virginia Tech's chances in Raleigh. Uh, matchup wise, I just don't think it pairs well for them.
0: UVA is so good at home, but they'll take the road again for a matchup against Georgia Tech. That's a six p m game Saturday on the ACC network. What about the whos? Can they finally win on the road?
1: Well, they better. you know I think it's stupid to start calling things must win games in January, but I think you could make a case here that if Virginia can't beat Georgia Tech on the road, what is the path to an NCAA tournament? Yeah. Um, they, they have you know. If you can't beat the Yellow Jackets, who have been very competitive, even in their losses, we saw them already beat Duke. They beat Mississippi State. Um, Damon Stademeyer has got that team sneaky competitive, but if you're Virginia, if you're an NCAA tournament team, you absolutely have to go down to McCamish and win that game. You know, which of these teams in the
0: ACC, you know, there's a bunch of teams that are 3-3, three and three, a few that are 2-4, and four. which of these teams do you think will be on the outside of the NCAA tournament looking in at the end of the season?
1: I think Clemson and Miami have both put themselves in jeopardy. Wow. Uh, Miami, Miami is maybe one of the best five offensive teams in the nation, but they don't defend anybody. It's yeah. like playing AAU ball. Uh, they don't play any defense, and it got them beat by Florida State. It'll get them beat again. It'll get them beat in the ACC tournament if you can't defend. So uh, Jim Lirenega is a great coach. Maybe he can figure it out. But, uh, you know, they're going to have to defend at a higher level. They can't trust to score 95 points every game
0: Yeah,
1: it's because of some of the losses they've taken. Yeah. Look, if we're talking about who's good enough to be in the NCAA tournament, I think you've got eight teams in the ACC that are good enough. But they're not going to have the resume when the year's done because they have to go through each other. And I think Clemson and Miami are two who have very much put themselves uh, in peril in terms of being on the bubble. And, Mike, when we were at
0: ACC tip-off in Charlotte, I, I was told by several reporters, don't sleep on Clemson winning the ACC.
1: Yeah, I really like Clemson. I, I love the way their team's constructed. They've got the inside-out with P.J. Hall at center, yeah. the addition of Joe Girard, the transfer from Syracuse, and obviously Chase Hunter. Yeah, they're able to play that inside-out style. Brad Brownell's teams have always been good defensively. I really like Clemson, but they've taken some losses here. Uh, that's that just going to put them in that situation where when you're splitting resumes uh, come Selection Sunday, I think Clemson's going to be in trouble if they can't kind of really get on a roll here over the next month and a half.
0: I, I agree. I mean, I think these next nine days will be telling as they're at Florida State and then at Duke. They've got to find a way uh, to go one and one in those two contests. Mike, thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, work on those dinks and those donks.
2: <laughs> thanks.
0: Yeah. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105, one FM. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome we back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105, one FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And we'll talk a little... VCU hoops, Ram Nation supporters, check out Ed Nixon coming on the show today. He'll join us in the studio at two p.m. Of course, every Thursday at two p.m. It is inside the Ram Horns, presented by the Red Door Guys, huge supporters of VCU athletics. So Ed Nixon at two p.m. We'll go around the NFL with Mark Schofield at one thirty. It's a here with our esteemed producer Stubb, Christopher Carlson. Better known as Stub, stubby, stub, stub, works hard every day at nine ten. The fan. These promos that you hear, Stub puts them together. When you call in, Stub puts you on the line. And Then he goes home and he works another job. In fact, we've got a plant inside the industry. We've got a dude food insider. Stub is a delivery driver, and he's got a story to tell today. So why not? Let's do an impromptu dude food on the fan. Dude
3: food. Or- we're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry.
1: Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted? Yes! I can eat this off a
2: flip flop. Who <laughs> loves food? Dude! Food? what happened? Okay, so I DoorDash. I'm a DoorDash driver yeah. on the side, make a little extra money. Us- mm-hmm. Usually, that's just like my going out money, do you my drinking Do you use money. DoorDash too, or do you use Grubhub when you're ordering food yourself? Depends on what deal is better. Yeah. I- I'll usually check both and okay. look for a deal at the time. But I drive for DoorDash. Yeah. And so I, I decided to yesterday. And I-, I haven't been a lot lately because it-, it starts tilting me. Yeah. I get really tilted when I DoorDash sometimes because they hit me with something stupid. Okay, And today, that yesterday, that happened.
0: Where you got hit with something stupid. I got hit with
2: something stupid. Okay. Where I, they send me. I get I, I I sit at home and I wait for my first order. Oh, I, I don't didn't know you sit at home.
0: Me. I thought you were sitting in your car.
2: No, I sit at home because my car is parked right outside. You okay. know, like sometimes it takes five to ten minutes. I don't yep. want to sit in my car. Yep. And I get an order at Advanced Auto Zone. Okay. The car parts store. And this is the first time you've had a car store. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I go there. And I walk in. I'm like, hey, is there a, is there a DoorDash? Yeah. Here? And they're like, yeah, it's on the table. It's right there. I go. I, I cannot physically pick it up at first. What is it? It's, I don't know. It was like four different car parts stacked together. It wasn't that big. <laughs> like my, a tire or something. Yeah. My arms still hurt okay. from the weight of it. As I, I <laughs> lug this thing out to my car. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what? who bought this? Right. And it's in AutoZone. Like across Wait, the street. So Auto Parts bought it
0: from AutoZone? Yes. And they used the app? Yes. Why would they and use the uh, app?
2: Why couldn't they get uh, just communicate? That's a great question. And, yeah. the, and they got me, some some, some lowly DoorDash driver, right. bringing it down Broad Street. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out how to park because they're all weird. I parked <laughs> at River City Roll. I had to carry it through. No. The, yes. You had to carry it through the <laughs> parking lot. I had to carry lot. it through the parking lot. This thing is so heavy. I, I think yeah. my arms are going to give so out. So you
0: walk in the front door there. I walk in the
2: front door, and some guy's like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> And and, and then he has to sign it, and he's got those dirty, oily fingers from working, and he signs my phone. I'm like, he signed your phone? Yeah, he had to sign my phone. With his greasy fingers. With his greasy fingers. My arms hurt. I'm like, whatever, we're done. Look at my phone. Check to see if there's a tip. There isn't even an option to tip. Really? Because it's not food. Because it's a company. Yeah. They can't tip me. Right. They're the ones with the money. (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean you can't? So tip you're me? telling me like if McDonald's ordered
0: something from Burger King, they wouldn't be able to tip? Either. I guess. Yeah. What do you mean they can't tip? Right. I, I, oh. So they did not tip. So me. they did not tip. Did me. you? Did you approach them and say, "Hey, there's no option to tip. Would you like to throw some cash?". I'd already walked back to my car okay i was mad yeah my
2: arms hurt i didn't yeah. know if i could lift them to, to drive the steering are we wheel. talking about like 50 pounds here or what do you think I, it was? I i would believe 50 pounds okay i wow. think that i you would assume i have noodle arms i can i can lift heavy things yeah I, i'm used to that i did stage crew like construction work for is a while. your arms hurting more right now or your lower back it's my like, wrists wrists yeah. yeah and and so i get driving around it takes 10 minutes to get another order it's the exact same thing.
3: Going from one place Going to the other Going from the place?
2: same advanced auto parts to the same auto zone with a different order.
0: And I'm just picturing like, you know, <laughs> some fat guy all greasy, and he's like, "Yep, oh, that's for me. I, I come back in, I'm
2: like, hi again. In the second one, I made $2.50 on that order. How did you $2 make $2.50. And 50 cents. Without a tip? Without a tip. That's how much money I because, made. Because because it
0: only you get $15 an hour and it only took like 10 minutes to do the yeah. trip? Wow.
2: Yeah. And it's wow. like I could have done this in one Oh.
0: I think you I, I think you need to reach out to your employer. I think I don't, you need I to, don't have an like You got to find the boss of the company and say, "What is going on in Richmond that two car places are ordering from each other not ordering or, not even not even ordering food and can't tip me?"
2: Yeah, and can't tip me. Yeah. You. Luckily, my next order, someone ordered Fat Dragon all oh. the way out to Mechanicsville. It was oh, like a nice. half hour drive. I made like 20 bucks cuz they tipped well. Nice. So that, so makes that, up that for it. corrected it because I made like six dollars after my first forty minutes of auto have, part delivery. Now, have
0: you ever grabbed food and thought about putting your hand in the bag? Think about
2: it every single time. Really? Think about it every single See, time. Because
0: I've always felt like when when I order like Five Guys or something where the fries are dripping out of the bag, mm-hmm. right? They're overflowing.
2: That some how could you not put your hand? in I, and try a lot one of places. Seal it with a sticker, which I I like. Oh, that. I like McDonald's that McDonald's does yeah. that. I think yeah. that's a good decision. Yeah. Because you you have, it has my stats, like my my user rating, my completion stats, all that. yeah And you can have a 99% completion rate, Hmm. which means one in a, and and it resets every 100 orders. Yeah. So one in every 100, I can just take the meal, and DoorDash isn't going to get mad at me. Really? I haven't done that. Have you thought about that, though? Oh, I think think about it every time. Right. You're just going (laughs) to. I think about it every time.
0: Because I ordered uh, last week, and I ordered from Grubhub, Uh all right, the hub Where you grub at there. um, They delivered the order to the wrong apartment. Complex. So I had to walk down my stairs, out the door, down the street.
2: That's a bad driver. And it was just so embarrassing. It was pissing me off. If I get confused, I call. Yeah. I I call the client. No
0: calls, no texts, no nothing.
2: So frustrating. I I had a DoorDash order once. Mm -hmm. It's a Chinese restaurant. I was in Blacksburg. I'm tracking them the whole way. They get to my house and then it says order not complete i go what yeah what what happened i opened my door chinese food dumplings rice scattered across my steps oh, did, they, up to my d- they house dropped they it. must
3: have tripped oh, on the way on the gosh. steps
2: up to my apartment <laughs> it spilled dumplings and then left like they didn't try to pick anything <laughs> right, up just left they just bounced that's, they said this is the end of my wow my day delivering wow
0: that's like that brings me to an embarrassing story uh There's a place in Scott's Edition. I'm forgetting the name of it, but it's a a good coffee shop. I think it's called Afterglow. All right. I went there uh, one morning and uh, I got a cup of coffee, ordered a bagel. I was waiting, you know, a couple minutes for the bagel. They hand me the bagel over the counter. So I reach up to grab it. When I reach back down, I knocked over my own coffee, spilled it all over the floor, screamed F (laughs) as loud as I could. And they're like, no, don't worry about it. We're clean. We'll clean it. I walked out of there. Tail between my legs, so oh, embarrassed. No. I haven't gone back to that coffee shop. I might never show my face in there They anymore. remember you. Oh, yeah. I'm the kid that sure. spilled the
2: coffee all over the ground and walked away. <laughs> I walked away. What was I supposed to do? You got No, you got to insist. You yeah. got to grab some, some paper towels and start helping out, even well, if they say they got it. I was
0: a little pissed because it took way too long for the bagel. I mean, come on now.
2: I, you wait 15 so you, minutes so for you to you, toast it. So you make him bring out the mop as vengeance? Well,
0: I didn't see the mop. It, you know, <laughs> the, the puddles may still be there today.
2: <laughs> you think there's coffee stain yeah. on the
0: tile of that place? We'll see. Hey, there's an awesome dude food story in the NFL. Did you hear about this? The Baltimore Ravens are having one heck of a season. I mean, Lamar Jackson's playing amazing. There was the talk in the offseason would he leave Baltimore? He's having an MVP season. Um,. What's it? Zay Flower stepped on the scene yeah. as a rookie. Isaiah Likely stepped on the scene as a tight end. This is without Mark Andrews, who's been injured. Odell Beckham bounced back season. Their defense has been unbelievable. I bet you don't know how many Uncrustables they've eaten <laughs> in a season. 7,500 oh. Crustables have been eaten by the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, the report by USA Today and ESPN says that the Ravens Go through about thirty to sixty uncrustables a day. Now I get it. It's a fifty-three man roster, like but it's basically everyone on the team having at least once one a day. And uh, the director of sports nutrition supplies the team with various amounts of healthy snacks. All right, so that they can do something, you know, between practices and meetings, and so they have beef jerky, snack bars, energy chews, you know, bla- uh, bags of sunflower seeds, energy bites. But man. Seven thousand five hundred crustables in one season.
2: That's electric. Yeah, I I don't like PB and J's. All really? down those things, like like it's nobody's business. Yeah, I mean I, There's I love something them too.
0: About them. You know, but the the article just they're blown away by how many like grown men will just love a PB and J as a snack.
2: Yeah, you know, I bet like all the the O line have pop like ten. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's that's where the oh, numbers that's a good are coming point. from. That's a
0: good point. It's <laughs> probably a lot of the like Lamar. Is Lamar really pounding? <laughs>
2: You know, yeah, yeah, you might you grab one every now and then, right? But I, I think I, I think it's it's the big fellas, yeah, that are just getting getting psyched for the game, down in some uncrustables with the boys. But
0: think about this: if you're the team nutritionist, all right, and you <laughs> and you've put together everything, and Sarah Snyder is the team's uh, director of sports nutrition, and she was quoted in the article saying, "I'm surprised at how many people eat at, le- at least one PB and J a day, and they don't get tired of them all season long." And the best thing about an Uncrustable is you can eat it right out of the bag. You really don't need to toast it.
2: Yeah, well, you're, you're supposed to leave them in the freezer. Really? And then you take them out and you have to wait for it to thaw. Oh, I didn't know but that. But the, the time between me deciding I want an Uncrustable yeah. and, and then having and to wait for, for it to thaw, right. it's just not like that's something you want to grab and go. Oh, yeah. That's not a, that's not a think about it let, it, let it simmer, let it sit out on the counter. Do you think you could go
0: an entire football season eating one a day?
1: Yeah. Because right, you, like, yeah. If you
0: say, yes, I am willing to supply a lot of Smuckers Uncrustables for an entire NFL <laughs> season of stub eating one a day in support of the Baltimore Ravens.
2: I do support the Baltimore Raven, Ravens. Yeah. Why don't you think about that? I'll think about it, but yeah. I, I don't think I will want to. Yeah,
0: right. I don't think <laughs> I'll like, want think to I either. Think,
2: I don't think that's like.
0: Now, the thing is, I I do understand people getting in a routine, though, right? So, like, you you do a heavy workout, and then you've got 30 minutes to kill before uh, a long meeting where you're installing the offense and you're taking notes. I can understand why people have the routine of, oh, I'm going to walk to the nutrition room, Grab an uncrustable, you know, maybe a Gatorade or two and just and, hang out.
2: And sports players are famously superstitious. Yeah. So if they had a good game after eating an uncrustable, they're gonna eat an uncrustable for the rest of their lives. One of my favorite sports uh superstitions is
0: Daryl Green used to play. All right, superstar cornerback, legend in the DMV, won three Super Bowls with the Washington Redskins, would play with a Tootsie roll in his sock.
2: Whatever you gotta do, whatever you gotta <laughs> whatever do, you gotta do. Right? I love it. Yeah. No, Some I, people I, I support play. It.
0: Some people love eating Starburst before our game. Uh, here's my thing. My routine before my radio show, I've got to have one cup of coffee and one cup of tea. Got to have
2: a mix. Well, it helps the voice. Yeah, it helps you know, the voice. Yeah, it's, it, that's more practical. Than and it I'm, is. I
0: am the voice of the millennials here <laughs> on the fan. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to Awad Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.